so why don't you share it with the oh class? Oh, my God. Hey, we're going to talk about it? Okay. We're going to talk about it. Girl asked to make out with us for 2024. Yes. Let's go. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden XJ Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. Burr, 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 burr. Happy New Year. It's 2024. We made it. How do you feel? I feel tired. <laughs> if I'm honest, if I'm unfiltered, I feel freaking tired. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Same. I think we've been nonstop all of 2023 and... For once, we took a little mini break in January, and we're finally getting back into yeah. things. So apologies that it's taking us a minute to bring back season three of Eden XJ Unfiltered. We are here. But before we begin, please make sure to follow at Eden XJ on all social media and give this podcast a five-star rating and keep us going for the rest of the year. Keep us tuned in. Uh, this podcast in this season, I think, is going to be extra special because we have grown so much as creators and as individuals. And it's time for our podcast to grow with us. I agree. And there's so much of who we are that has been impacted by friends, that has been impacted by people that we've met, by other creators, and it just makes sense to bring them on here. And I would love to bring some of you all to come on here and ask us questions and give advice on the podcast. We can have our own little therapy session, if you will, with Eden and Jay. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some special surprises that are we're working on that we will integrate into our podcast this year. So I'm really excited to do that. Me too. Well, we made it to 2024. Congratulations, uh, thank baby you. cakes. Thank, congratulations on you. We just threw a big New Year's Eve party. Yes, we did. This is our second New Year's Eve party that we threw in LA at a venue called Catch One. We think we had like 750 people show up. It was Ooh. a really big party. Yeah. Um, a couple of hiccups, nothing too crazy, but I feel like that's kind of the name of the game. Yeah, I definitely thought I was a DIY queen, <laughs> and I learned very quickly that I am not as skilled as I thought I was. You know what it is? All these TikToks, whenever we see videos, there's like people on TikTok that are just doing these incredible masterpieces, and they make it look so easy. They're like, oh, yeah, all you need is like – a couple of bowls from a 99 cent store, which I some got. Elmer's glue, which and, I got, and some glitter, and there you go. And it was not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it failed miserably, but I give myself a for effort for trying. You know what I need? I need more crafty friends. So if you're listening and you are crafty, teach me your ways. Can we <laughs> exchange work for work? I will talk to you about social media, and you talk to me about crafty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we did our best. I think the biggest, because um, we have highs and lows, right? So I think the biggest high was like filling the room and having so many people mm -hmm. in there. And I know it was a little cold and it was wet outside, but. That did not stop anybody. Nope. And everybody looked so beautiful and we had confetti and we had amazing performers. There was this vision, this beautiful vision I had for this pig pinata where Jay was coming out in the Squid Game suit because we, you know, we watched the Squid Game series and we were thinking like, this could be super cool to 
bring into the party we to give away our raffles to give we away our raffles. raffles and i was like okay what if we put the raffles in the pig and the pig comes down and then we pick the winner but the pig got stuck <laughs> it literally got stuck and i refused to go back and look at that the footage because i'm so embarrassed literally you could see it coming down and then it just stops and i'm like i'm about to tackle this pig and just run it off stage because i don't i don't know what else to do it wasn't that bad but it was a good time overall i think everybody had a great time yeah we sent someone home with two airline tickets that for was... 2024 how cool is that pretty awesome i feel like a like, good job like i really wish i could have kept those tickets i'm not gonna lie but you tried i did i really did try i would say my favorite part of the evening were the performers they just lit the stage on fire they were incredible artists and uh, twinkle masala literally came to i think their first preciosa night mm-hmm. on new year's eve the previous year and to bring them on stage then like a year later yeah full circle moment it was full circle and we didn't even know who they were at the time and to now just have this like iconic core memory for them and for us as well is, is really beautiful and i think that's just an, a testament to like if you believe it you could achieve it type of thing <laughs> totally or i'm sure they were like i'm gonna be on that stage one day and then a year later they were you know what else i love that we really did this year and i really want to incorporate it moving forward is we hired tiny who was a private security guard he was i don't know seven four <laughs> huge guy massive guy <laughs> and his name was tiny and we hired him specifically so that at the end of the night um he could walk just people to and from the event to the to their car safely because you know new year's eve tends to be a little scary and you never know drunk people are just like cat calling and we were trying to reduce that for our guests and i think that was such a cool thing to do i don't i've never been to a venue or an event where they genuinely care about the safety of their um guests and i know that that's why we brought brought it in is because we we felt like that was something that's needed especially in the nightlife when it comes to queer women and their safety and that was such a cool thing to do i mean but that just isn't a testament to who i think we are and then who preciosa night is is we care about you all and that was just something we thought like that would be a really nice service for for us in our community i would want that service everywhere i go yeah and he was he was pretty busy he walked quite a few people to their car and it was totally optional or he would wait there with you for your with your uber Mm -hmm. And I think that was just such a a really amazing service that we were able to provide for our community because we genuinely care and we want to make sure everybody feels like safe. And sometimes walking those streets in LA can be like kind of crazy. But I mean, <laughs> I think that's that's anywhere. Um, but New Year's Eve it, itself was so beautiful and then getting all of the grapes into cups was super cool traditions at the club are always fun and i don't know well received everybody loves them it's a nice surprise and we made um prototype thongs (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that how could you forget there's because we only made like 20 of them they went so fast 20 people got lucky yes we made these little red thongs for good luck because you know there's that um, in the Latino culture, there's a tradition where you have to wear, or you don't have to, but you can wear red underwear for love, green underwear for money, I think white underwear for like prosperity, prosperity and peace and love or something. And yeah, it was really cool to make our own Preciosa underwear. And we put like, I got lucky at Preciosa night hey. uh, and hoping that people find their person, find some love at, on the dance floor. 
I mean, those are some hot thongs. I would see people put them over their clothes and they were literally wearing them throughout the night. It was so funny. I'm bummed I didn't, I didn't like grab one. I gave them all away. Oh, didn't, you didn't no, save one? No, I didn't one. save one. Damn That's okay. It's I'll fine. have to make more. Yeah, we have to make more. I mean, that was the prototype. We wanted to see how it was going to respond and then look at, ah, it's so cute. Everybody loved it. <laughs> um, but that was New Year's Eve in a nutshell. It was such a beautiful event. And now we're going on tour again. Like, no break. All gas. <laughs> always. Always. But, I mean, I'm really excited. And I feel like this little movement that could, we didn't think we would, we didn't think it would be this, to be completely honest. And I feel like if the opportunities are knocking on the door, why not take them? And yeah. it's pretty obvious that people want us to bring it to their cities and different states and different countries. And so... If venues are open to it and we're getting the calls, why not just bring it? You know, we have, luckily, we have a beautiful team and our friends are our DJs and our performers and they're all down to ride and yeah. kind of take this movement on the road. So I feel very lucky that we have such a good support system and a great group of friends that are down for the yeah. cause and are down to like jump in a van and go road trip, you know, because we leave to Texas in a couple of weeks and San Francisco, so... It's going to be a fun time. I can't believe we're driving to Texas. I know. It's like 20 plus hours. (laughs) We are so wild. I'm going to have to document everything and put it on YouTube. Please do. Because that's going to be an interesting 28 hours. I think that's how long it takes us to get there. But if you can look back, because we're, what, a year and a half in for Preciosa Night. Looking back, is there anything that has really surprised you? from all of the preciosas or the the experience as a whole in essentially jumping into a completely new career path or like kind of like passion project you know what surprises me is when we're out and about like just grabbing coffee or at the grocery store and we run into someone that we don't know um like a stranger and they'll stop us and they'll say oh my god you guys you guys are the creators of preciosa and i yeah and it's like not even Eden and Jay. It's like you guys are the cre- you guys created Preciosa Night. Oh my God, I've been to so many of them. I love them so much. Like thank you for doing what you do and like keep Aww. doing what you're doing. Those moments I think are really cool. And yeah. I'm surprised because I didn't think when I started when I came to you with the idea of Preciosa Night, I I thought about it from my perspective, like a selfish a selfish perspective in the sense that I wanted this space because I had never experienced it before. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to create it for myself and my inner queer child. And knowing that it's turned into this massive movement mm-hmm. where people just love it. It's yeah. almost like a cult. Um, <laughs> they're obsessed with it. They want to support. They want to volunteer. They never want it to stop. They're at every, I mean, we have regulars that come to every single Preciosa night. And it's just really cool and wonderful and hey, beautiful you know to who see. you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you. Um, yeah, so it's just, I think that for me is really beautiful and also surprising. Honestly, like, it, it's been such a, a pleasant surprise to see how many people really need this space. To your point, when we get stopped and it's not even Eden and Jay, it's, it's Preciosa Night. And somehow it always happens when we're at the airport and we look like <laughs> complete shit. And I'm like, I'm surprised y'all recognize this because I don't think I would recognize me right now. Um, so fun fact, reminding me to always look cute when I go to the airport because for whatever reason, it happens always at the airport. And then, um, or the person patting us down at TSA for whatever reason also is like a big fan of Preciosa Night. <laughs> That's happened. 
And we get to have these like connections with these people who have either really wanted to always go, but the scheduling never worked out or have been before. And yeah. it just like completely transformed their idea of community. And so I, I would like to say I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised in that space as well. Aww. Yeah. I think like we we found this space that, you know, didn't have a lot of community. But thank goodness we've got some thick skin because it has not been easy. But the community and the people who continuously show up make it worth it for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of toxicity that goes behind the scenes. That Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, you know, um, we are just people that continue to persevere and it's not going to stop us from doing these nights. And, you know, it is what it is. But Yeah, I mean, we worked our butts off. So we deserve to be here just like anybody else. And I am proud of you. Oh, I'm proud of you too, baby cakes. I mean, another reason why I th- I'm really excited that we're going on tour is because this is like my last tour before the baby comes. And so I'm trying to do the most that I possibly can before I get knocked up. I mean, talking about the most, you had us in the desert like, <laughs> like a few days ago shooting with all of our friends to do a promo video. Well, here's the thing. I think... Most people, when they announce tour dates, it's like a flyer type of post or announcement. We would throw out flyers for. Well, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you kind of came up with this idea to do like a mini film in the desert with our friends and our DJs and kind of like roll it out like a movie, like we're going on tour, like it's coming to a theater near you type of thing. Well, I think people forget, like, that's my background. Yeah, exactly. Like, I went to school for this, and this has been – this is what I used to do before, like, I, my whole life changed with social media. And I I really enjoyed thinking of a movie and then, like, making it and being a part of that, that industry. And so when I came to you with this idea – it was just supposed to be that. It was just supposed to be an idea. And I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this, this? And we were in the desert and we were hot and we were like stranded. And then our friends were like the scene in Selena and then they pick us up. And <laughs> and then, I don't know, and then like this happens. And then if we had a budget, like a helicopter would come down. And then that was supposed to be it. It was just supposed to be like, ha ha, kiki. And then like we move on to like, what I don't know, what a breakfast or something that we were doing. I think you forget you married like your best friend. And every time you have this crazy idea, I'm like in the background, like, let's do it. You really were in the background. You were already on the <laughs> phone and then you were organizing people's schedules. And I was like, oh, no, like, that's not <laughs> that's not it. Like, nah, I didn't. I, I wasn't. <laughs> you literally tried to back out a couple I, of times. I didn't think you were going to take me seriously. Like, I didn't think that. I'm usually the one, like, making your dreams happen. So when I was just like, okay, that was, like, fun idea. But this was totally your dream, too. You were like, wouldn't it be cool if we made this movie? And it turned out amazing. Uh. You haven't seen it. Go to our page. <laughs> it's literally we're wearing, like, cowboy red and black outfits. In the desert. In the desert. Can't miss it's it. It's so dope. Like, we shot that in one day for, like, six hours. And you turned it around. Yeah, edited that Same night. day. Like, that night. It's yeah. insane. It, there it, are movie companies that, like, take months to produce a 30-second video like aw. that. Like, so, I mean, proud of yourself. We, we had a very – we had an amazing team that were also down for this crazy That's idea. True. Because I, I was like, you were on the phone. I'm like, there's no way they're going to say yes and have, like, an acting role and, like, have a script. But sure enough, they were all like, okay, we're free on this day. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We'll, we'll meet you in the desert. Our friend, uh, Sniper, who's an incredible videographer, was like, I'm down. Let's do this project. 
and it was it was so dope like their use of the camera and their their eye for coloring and different types of shots was so awesome and I think my favorite part was seeing our DJs who have never acted a day in their <laughs> life so serious about their one line like they would do that line over and over you would hear them in the corner in dude their it's head. hard even if it's one line i felt the same way i'm like oh i have to remember all these lines and then you have to you put had one line as well exactly it's hard it's hard it's hard out here for people that don't i think know your cheek slapping had more lines <laughs> <laughs> i think my my mooning of everybody mine definitely did <laughs> I didn't even think I had a line. <laughs> I didn't give myself one. <laughs> My job just to look hot in the desert. Gotta get it. <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> but it was it was really stupid, funny. Um, and we pulled it off. I, I don't think I would ever be able to pull something like that off without Sniper and the team and everybody being so down. Aleja um, jumped in as a producer and like helped us put it together and styled us. and Yeah. Literally. C- it was a team effort. Huge. CC did our makeup. You know what's wild is like I think back on like last year because we did a lot of like friends cleanse last year as well. And it's just so nice to have such a great group of friends that are always like ride or die. They yeah. just they show up. They're really good friends. They're always there like pumping us up and just going with our crazy ideas and they're so supportive of everything they're they're always down and i think that's when we when we talk about like who do we let into our circle who do we let into our space into our homes it's like people who are always down for the cause and are always like what do you need because i think we're always those people that are like what do you need let's do it let's jump in let's fix it like we got you it's very rare that we ever ask for help. So the people in our circle are the people who have come to us and they're like, what do you need? How can I help? Like, what do you need me to do? Let me jump yeah. in. I got you. And don't expect anything. They're like, you have come and supported us so many times. Like, let me come and support you. And I think that's how a dynamic should be. And we're very fortunate to have these cool people mm-hmm. um, be able to do something like this and go along with our crazy ideas. But they don't even question it. You called them on the phone and they're like, <laughs> sounds nuts. Okay, I'll be there at this time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it was an early call, dude. It was like. So early. And it was like some of their only days yeah, off, you know. Like 9 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we have a part two to this series, which I'm almost done editing with that one. <laughs> and thank y'all. I'm like a 20 woman show on this one. Um, but it wouldn't be possible without our amazing team. And I'm so thankful for them. And mm. it, it's slowly growing. Yeah, it is. It's a good, it's a good group of people. Yeah, I'm um, really proud of them. I feel very rich in that sense. I feel like, you know, we've we've um like cut out all the toxic friends yeah and now we have just like people that I can confide in and I can call if I need to talk about things and you know they're open to give me advice and it's just a great feeling to not have to to just be authentically yourself with your friends and not have to worry about like backstabbing or like yeah you know, talking behind your back, that type of thing, which tends to happen a lot, you know? Or just, like, assuming the worst in somebody, Yeah. right? Like, we're all we're all in it. We all should be supportive of one another. We all should be able to, like, jump in and, like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And be a team player. And I think that's what we look for in the, like, the most. And we can confidently say everyone in the circle is like that. And um, to your point, I feel rich in that area, too. Like, I, I'm really thankful, but I think 
2023 has taught us to listen to our gut. Yeah. I thought that was the biggest lesson. I don't know if anybody listening has that feeling where you get this feeling deep inside your stomach where you're like, ah, this is a bad idea or ah, I don't really vibe with that person, but you ignore it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, I don't know, the universe just shows you like, you should have listened to me. I think that feeling is the biggest lesson that we kept learning in 2023. So going into 2024 where we have headphones on, like megaphone listening to our gut, we're like, if something feels a little off, let's listen and like, let's not mm-hmm. have history repeat itself. Let's learn from our past mistakes. And that comes with making tough calls. And I think we are very, very nice people. We're very, very considerate. And sometimes, like, now as – Sometimes it bites us in the ass, you know? It does. Like, realistically, real talk, I think people take our kindness for granted. And that's something that I – I don't want to be jaded or or, um, I don't want to close myself off from being who I am, which tends to be just someone that genuinely cares about everyone. Yeah. Um, But I think that it's time to also be aware of people's intentions. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that and i think that comes with healthy boundaries too mm -hmm. for somebody who was a people pleaser in the past you have shown so much growth in that area i'm a wiener you are a wiener and for for me for somebody who would not give anybody like a real chance or the time of day because i was so afraid of being hurt and i wouldn't let people in you've really shown me how beautiful it is to let people in and how rich you can be in in friendships and i think it everything comes with balance right mm-hmm. we feed off of each other like you make me softer i make you stronger and sometimes like you end up being super strong and i have to like reel you in a little bit and give you some like softness and vice versa so these past almost five years now oh my god have we been together for five almost. years almost uh, holy know. smokes I, it's I mean, lesbian years, how many years are we talking? I mean, you're (laughs) aging like fine wine, let me tell you. (laughs) I mean, she's definitely getting thicker in areas, that's for sure. (laughs) I'm going to the gym, I swear. Um, But thank you, baby. Five years, wow. Yeah, we're going on five years. What would you, oh, this is a great question. What would you tell yourself five years ago about this relationship? Oh, how would the advice I would give myself? Well, I I feel like I need two. Okay. Because I need a freebie. The first one would be don't be late because you'll never hear the end (laughs) of it. Oh, my freaking God. Like, I swear I'm going to be going to my grave and I'll be here. And you were 45 minutes late. We went, actually, we went on a double date with our friend last night. And um, they asked us how we met. Five years later. And, of course, my first line was we met on, on a dating app and Eden was 45 minutes late. Um, and they laughed, and Pal, our friend, um, looked at us, and she's like, well, Javier was two hours late. Three hours. Three hours late to our date. Uh-huh. And I looked at Eden like, don't you even dare. Like, that is so bad. It three hours? Three hours? I would have, I mean, I was almost going to leave at 45. I, I can't asked, imagine three hours waiting for someone. I should have asked friend if he's a Gemini. <laughs> he might be. Geminis are always late to everything. No, we're not. Yes, you are. I feel like I've been a little bit on time. 
by a little bit, she means she's like 15 minutes late instead of like her standard hour. You know what's not going to be late? This podcast. <laughs> so who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. That's okay, all that matters. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Anyways, your advice. Right. Advice number one. Okay. So that would be, be late. advice number one would be don't be late. Advice number two. As long as you keep putting in the effort to grow and have the patience to understand and to learn from somebody else um you're gonna get through it and not only are you gonna get through it this is gonna be a completely different experience um in life and beyond that you never even dreamed was possible i think having patience for this relationship and having patience in myself and having patience with you has really really taught me healthy relationships not only like exist in this world Mm. and now as we're you know in this stage of having kids and like getting closer and closer to our our baby timeline I think that's the number one thing I keep hearing from parents that are like you have to have patience like you need to have patience in order to survive as a parent and I'm so thankful that this relationship has like really put me through patience boot camp so I feel like I'm getting on the right track and preparing myself as a parent too and to being the right parent with you. Yeah, long story long, patience. Like have patience. What is something you would tell yourself five years ago? Ooh, i tell myself to buckle up because <laughs> this relationship is going to make you grow in all the best ways and you're not ready, but you have to do it anyways. Really? Mm-hmm. That's what I would tell myself. You sound like you're about to get into like a NASCAR car for the Literally, first time. Literally, that's, <laughs> that's what it is like because I'm a firm believer that like the hardest relationship is the most healthiest relationship because you're unlearning everything and you're also learning simultaneously all the things that you need to learn regarding your partner's habits and your partner's triggers while trying to unlearn your bad habits. And so it's like this roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. And whether you're ready or not, you kind of just have to jump. To make it work, if you want to make it work. It, that's the key, right? Want to? Yeah. You have to really want it. And it can't just be one person. Like, both people have to really want to make it work in order for it to work. Right. And you have to think about, you're right, you have to think about yourself, but you also have to think outside yourself for the right. first time. And it's all these opposing things and things that don't come natural to you. But if you love the person enough, it'll all be worth it. There was this quote that I saw. It was, um, the perfect person isn't found, it's made. That's true. And I feel like that's that's this in the relationship, right? We're over here looking for the perfect person, right? When we're trying to date. And we weren't perfect by any means when we first met. But we loved and cared about each other enough to put in the work to be better. Right. And so I think, like... We weren't ready, but I guess ready or not, here you come. <laughs> like, A, you know when the right person comes along, it kind of just, it, everything makes sense. But whether or not you're ready for that type of relationship is like a different question. Mm-hmm. And there are many people that meet the right person, but it's not the right time. Or meet the right person and they can't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I mean by telling my younger self, like, it's going to be a bumpy ride, but you yeah. just got to trust you just got to trust the process. <laughs> but, I mean, we are, are not the same people we were uh, five, almost five years ago. 
And I will say, like, we've really carved out this space in healthy relationships and healthy dynamics. And it's just the unfiltered, honest truth. Like, there is no shortcut. There is no going around it. There is just this. If you want a healthy relationship and a healthy dynamic, it takes work. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work and a lot of unpacking and a lot of growing and a lot of unlearning. And sometimes when you feel like that's it, I don't have any more, you find like a next level of things that you didn't even know were possible within yourself. But if the person's worth it, you go through it all. And I mean, it's interesting because we put our relationship online, right? And we, we share it with the world and we're fighting in the in the posts and in the in your for you pages to tell you like hey relationships can look like this too it doesn't have to be toxic toxic. (laughs) i know there's so many there's so many posts that i've seen where it's just like it glorifies toxic traits and toxic habits and like you know lying to your partner and like being super insecure and jealous and not that there's anything wrong with jealousy but there's also like along with jealousy comes working on that and figuring out what is triggering Mm -hmm. that jealousy part of it all and I think there are so many toxic posts Mm -hmm. that are just like controlling controlling like why are we posting that it's 2024 we should be we should be trying to be better partners we should be trying to be healthier like emotionally yeah uh, mentally we should be unlearning triggers and traumas like that's that's the real like success right there you know let's not make toxic a thing in 2024 yeah i agree leave that shit in 2023 (laughs) (laughs) and i mean not to say like we're perfect by any means no definitely not we have grown quite a bit in even in our own space and in our own world and i remember like um (laughs) just even calling myself out like I would be, like, very defensive, right, if a girl would come up to you and Mm -hmm. didn't, like, realize that we were together. And I'm, like, how? Early on in our relationship? Yeah. Yeah, The Gemini would come out for sure. And I would just be, like, how did they not see me? Or, like, how do they not, you know, just really kind of go back into my old traits and my old habits. And, like, fast forward to New Year's Eve in 2024, a girl came up to you, like, asking to – be a new year's eve kiss she did mm-hmm. so why you share it with the oh class oh my god hey, we're gonna talk about it okay we're gonna talk about it girl asked to make out with us for 2024 yes let's go we were at precioso night it was about 10 45 eden was standing right next to me and we were talking to a group of girls who were like like just excited to be mm-hmm. at Precious Night and wanted to talk talk to us. As I should, it was fun. Right. And then to my left was this really beautiful girl mm-hmm. who came out of nowhere. She was stunning. really tall, stunning, literally stunning. Tens, tens, tens. And she looked at me and she's like, Hi, I would love to be your midnight kiss. <laughs> I'm literally like <laughs> I'm dying right now. But anyway, so she tells me that and I'm like, what? Like totally like double take. Like, did I hear that right? And she was just like, you know, I would really just love to be your guys's midnight kiss. So she knew that we were together uh-huh. and she knew that 
Ian Don't was marry. standing right next to me, and she's like <laughs> shooting her shot. Let me go with the Pisces first. <laughs> Literally, well, she knew. Yeah, she worked her angles for sure. Um, and so I just laughed because a I haven't been I haven't been hit on directly like like that in a long time in five years. <laughs> What do you mean? I hit on you all the time. Like, yeah, by by like somebody else. By somebody else. I mean, not by my wife, but like (laughs) by a stranger. Like that direct, it hasn't happened in years. So, of course, I'm like baffled and also blushing and just like all sorts of feelings. Kerfuffled. (laughs) Kerfuffled for sure. And I laugh and I'm like, uh, I'm flattered. That's so sweet. Um, You'd have to ask my wife. And if my (laughs) wife says yes, then I guess we're down. Um, not really thinking. I was just like, how do I tell her? Like, because in all reality, y'all, like, it's on Eden. Like, if Eden was down and wanted to make out with someone and that made her happy, I'm okay with it. You know, it's just a midnight kiss. Like, we're not jumping in bed with everybody. Um, we're not becoming a thruple just yet. So we'll get into that later too. I want to know. So I was like, you know, it's, it's New Year's Eve. If Eden wants to make out with this hot girl, like, why not? So I tell her, like, ask my wife. My wife says yes, then we're game. And so she literally turns to Eden and Eden's still talking to this group of girls and then <laughs> yeah, you she, take it from there. Yeah, I mean, she comes to me. She's very, very sweet, very polite about it. And, you know, she's just, like, shooting her shot. And she was coming from a place of, you know what? It's 2024. I don't want to live my life with regret anymore. And she's like, I feel like I would regret walking away, at least not asking. And I was like, girl, I admire that. Like, ballsy. And I, I also, I think, like, confidence is just like also very very sexy and very attractive and Mm -hmm. she's a very you know gorgeous person and very kind and for me and there was a couple of things running through my mind not that again like I felt like there was any disrespect because I do feel like there is you know a way of approaching about it which she did also I feel like we are very secure in our relationship we're like like now we're beyond you know what I mean yeah like I wouldn't I don't feel some type of way if a girl comes up to you at the bar because yeah. I know who I married and you're dropped red gorgeous. So, of course, someone else is going to admire yeah. you and want to buy you a drink if they're unaware that you are married. Uh-huh. You know, and that's normally how it happens. Like, they don't know that we're married or we're together mm-hmm. and we're just like, they assume that we're friends at a bar. Yeah. Or sisters. Or sisters <laughs> or <laughs> some annoying thing like that. But, um, but I, I feel the same way. Like, I'm so secure in the relationship where I'm like, unbothered or unthreatened i know sometimes people are like did eden try to like stab her like yeah right because you told one of my friends and they're like yeah the fuck right eden would like (laughs) be down for a midnight kiss but you know here is my my truth in my reality okay back in the day we gotta go way back um i i think i saw a little bit of myself in her where I mean, not to say that this was her reasoning, but for me, when I was younger and younger, when I was single and I was, you know, I was very, very single to the point where I, I've admired people who were in love with each other. And I just kind of wanted a little bit of that, like, vicariousness. Like, I oh. wanted to make out with people who were in love with each other just because I wanted to feel what that felt like. Not that I was wow. in love with them. 
But for me, that... You wanted the, like, love love yeah. fairy to dust on you after you made out with them? Yeah, I just wanted <laughs> that, like, little dust or whatever that just the, those feelings were when... I For me, it was such a turn on when people loved each other so much. And I'm just like, wow. Because I, I never felt that before, you know? So I was just like, I just kind of want to be a part of that. I know that's not for me and that's not mine. But for, like, a moment, I get to kind of, like, pretend like I'm there. And I can kind of see how... Our love is like so intense that somebody wants it so bad. Like, can I just can I just get in there? Can I just like have a little <laughs> bit of can I just see what it feels like for like ten seconds? You know, just for you know, because I just want to feel it. And so I think I I, I did, it wasn't able to get too into detail as to like why she asked the question. Um, but that's kind of where I felt like huh. a little bit of myself in that where I'm like I kind of get it. You know, sometimes our love is so intense that people who really want that are like. I just, you know, I just want to get in between. I just want to be in the middle. I want to be sandwiched and yeah. and just be surrounded by that love, you know, and like I, a thruple, like a thruple, or like a three way kiss, or like whatever that could be. And I get it. So I don't. I I mean, I don't know her reasons, and I don't fault her for it. But I'm also so secure in our relationship where I don't think at any point in time any like someone could like pull you away from me like that. Like I, our relationship is so solid. If I felt like we were on the rocks or there was somebody else or if I wasn't, you know, doing the things I needed to do as your person or your wife, then there would be some insecurities there. For sure. But I feel the most confident now in our relationship going into 2024 where, like, something like that didn't bother me, didn't make me upset. And and the only reason why I was, you know, politely declined this invitation. She declined, y'all. I know, I did. She had the opportunity for all of us to have a three-way kiss and she declined. <laughs> and you you know what it is? It's, um, there's a couple of things. And I would just say, I think the immediate thing really was because that used to be my past life, I know it can get a little messy if you don't have clear communication ahead of time. Hmm. And because we actually never really talked about no, openness never. or like three-way kisses or like just kisses or sex or poly or any of those. Like that conversation never came up in our relationship. Well, because we're we're just monogamous people. Mm-hmm. and But you're right that like we never – I mean, I not, guess – Not to say that there's no room to talk about it, like to just even have a conversation, yeah. but it just never came up. Yeah, that part. Uh, and so I think because it didn't come up – I'm not going to risk jeopardizing anything without having talked about it and, like, talked about, you know, how do we feel? What are the rules? What is, you know, what is it? What is it not? So what you're saying is you would have been open to it had we talked <laughs> about it. Communi- Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, just even having the, the conversation, you know, is it something that you really – that we really need to open up, mm-hmm. like, in that way, if that's something that was, like, man, I re- really wanted that experience, I would have supported you on it and, like, done this with you and not have thought about it, like, a second later. Um, that's how I feel because I'm able to separate, like, physical, emotional, mental, and all those things, like, compartmentalize. Yes, I said the word. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to trip up on it. Uh, I always do. And, you know, but... That was my old life. So part of me was like, ah, I'm I'm not that anymore. And you were the first person that I'm able to blend all of those things mm-hmm. in. Do I really want to go back to separating 
those things. And I hadn't really had a conversation with myself about that and how I felt about it because I hadn't done it in a long time where I hadn't needed to separate physical, emotional, mental from my being. Right. Um, because you were just this person that just took all those ingredients, threw it in a pot, mix it together. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is amazing. I like never want to lose this. And I think open relationships, not to say all open relationships, but I think when I had had those conversations in the past, in like past relationships, I would always, I would typically bring up open relationships or other people or just being like slightly non-monogamous because I was always missing Mm. something. I'm like, oh, I kind of miss like women or I miss like feeling this way or I miss like emotional or physical connection like I never got that in one person so I would try to fill the gaps with other people right and so the conversation I felt like never came up because I didn't feel like I was missing anything Mm -hmm. um and I'm completely satisfied and if it's not broken don't don't fix it or don't try to break it you know what I mean (laughs) I'm like and I'm just being facetious like I I don't I don't think I could could ever personally just because I'm so madly in love with you and I I also wouldn't want to open Pandora's box Mm -hmm. personally like literally not that I I don't trust you or I don't trust me because I know us but I also just don't want to like the thought of having like a third person I have to cook for and clean for is so exhausting. <laughs> is that where your head goes? Yeah, literally. I'm like, damn it! Like I already have to deal with like. Your I diet. was just that kiss. They're not moving in. But I'm just saying, you don't know where this is gonna go. And the I think that jumps up. See, that's why I, my head doesn't go there. <laughs> my head is like, okay. Gone, you know what I mean? I would not have thought no, about it same. twice, but you already are cooking for her in the kitchen. Oh, see, that's why. That's why. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, it's you, ladies and gentlemen, and these and thems. It was her, it was not me. <laughs> so I wanted to make that very clear. <laughs> it was not the Gemini. Gemini was down. It was the Gemini. It was the emotional Pisces. I can't separate the emotion from the physical. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I am. I mean, maybe that's why I'm Gemini. Like, I'm able to. Two separate people. Yeah, no, I. I'm not. This person's dumb. This person's not. Mm-mm. Very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like commend you for the confidence because that was fucking fire, <laughs> and you made me feel really good. I feel inside. so bad. She should not be single, y'all. That part. She I, needs. She's in LA. She's gonna come to another preciosa. We, we gotta put her on stage. On stage and find her a person. I will. If you're listening to this, we are gonna bring you on stage with us, and we will find you. That makeup kiss for the both of us. Maybe we should find two people so she can test them out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We'll have two hot people. On I mean, Valentine's week. month is coming up. Yes, so. it is. <laughs> I mean, well, having a late conversation, um, polyamory. Yeah. Throuples. How do you feel about it? What are your thoughts? Look, I don't just... knock it. I personally feel like... Are That's like chocolate? the yeah, new... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's a chocolate bar. Um... Funny story. (laughs) Yes, we are on our period, but also, I'm not a big chocolate person or like a candy person. I haven't been, but Eden turned me on to like dark chocolate with sea salt, and she puts it in the freezer. So good, and it's so bomb. Like I can't stop eating it. It's a lot. (laughs) It's the best one. It's super. And I feel gross that I almost ate like a whole ass chocolate bar by myself. You really did. I didn't even know we had one. You didn't even exactly. tell me. You were just eating it. Exactly. By myself. Anyway, so if you see us uh, or if you hear us, it's because we're chewing on these chocolate bars. And that was Alf saying <laughs> hi. Um, Thruples. Thruples. That's where I was going. Thruples. I feel like being Polly is so in right now. And <laughs> it's I feel like 80% of the people that I meet 
are in are poly or in poly relationships. Mm-hmm. I also we have a lot of throuple friends mm-hmm. that are happy married throuples. to each other, have kids, like mm-hmm. super happy. I love them, and I love them, and I love all of this. I think whatever makes you happy makes you happy. Would I be in a poly relationship? Personally, I think it comes down to the bank account. Like I have. <laughs> A lot of passion projects, and Eden and I are not rich by any means. We're barely holding on. There is a recession. There's a lot of things going on. I have to pick and choose, like, what I can buy at the grocery store because I've got a limit. And it would be nice. You just don't want a budget. (laughs) If there was a third bank account that came along with it. Okay, you're saying you're into a third bit that come with a fat bank account. Yes, because then what else are you bringing to the relationship? (laughs) I already have the woman of my dreams. I am I'm I already satisfied. I just I'm broke. Like <laughs> help me, I'm poor. And that's yeah, that's the only reason that I'd be like, okay, maybe like I I mean, I bring a lot to the table. I can cook, I can clean, oh, this I is can you pitching sew, yourself right now. <laughs> I can style. Um, I'm very creative in that that sense. And you're beautiful, stunning, you're really down to earth. Um, oh, thanks, babe. You're, you're pitching me now yeah. for me. <laughs> Got it, because I'm not doing it enough myself. <laughs> and so, like, that's – I literally, this is where my head goes. Like, okay, who would this third person be and what would they be like and what would they bring <laughs> to the table if we open those doors? And honestly, it would be a fat wallet. Okay, if you're interested in being a part of our throuple with your bank account, um, just submit yourself to <laughs> day at gmail.com and we will be checking resumes and tax brackets. Include a headshot. <laughs> Stop. I mean, it. you are very ridiculous. Um, I mean, for uh, for many reasons, I do admire our throuple friends because they the have three bank accounts together. Three dual, triple incomes. And That's they're not all even men, bare. which means they like make way more money than women <laughs> anyways. And they're like at the very Low-key least jealous. <laughs> making like 300000 a year. And they have like a beautiful home, homes, okay, plural, y'all, plural, not one home, homes, and children, multiple children. We're just talking because, about our jealousies out loud, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> but it's because they have three incomes, and I'm sure they love each other. I'm yeah, not knocking that. It's not fair sometimes. But like, it's not fair sometimes. Like, sometimes I feel, I hope, I really hope that one day we're going to meet like a really nice, rich woman who is just down to like support <laughs> Our movement. What if it's a guy? Look, I'm okay if there's like <laughs> no, like it's just. Now I'm really making you think about this. Okay, <laughs> if it was a guy, like as long as it's nothing physical, <laughs> I am totally down. Like if he wants to go to a sports bar and I can be his arm candy for the game, <laughs> I am down. You wouldn't even know what sport exactly. is going on. Like, it doesn't even matter as long as it's like he is supporting Precioso Night and he is supporting oh my, my passion projects, my record collection, my like, yeah, all the things that I want to do. <laughs> I'm happy to go to the sports bar with him and pretend like we're You're interested thing. in sports. Yeah, and I'm interested in sports. And then I'll just come back, you know, to you. Oh, you're yeah, so perfect. sweet. <laughs> I don't discriminate. Meanwhile, I'm just enjoying my alone time. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, an interesting dynamic. I love your proposal. Thank you for throwing us out there. You're welcome. Um, I feel like you've thought this through because it sounded very official. <laughs> but Maybe once or twice. Yeah, maybe. I ran across my mind a couple times. But, I mean, 
again, being on the other side of things, my thought process of throuples and and or poly relationships or open relationships is that they are not for the faint of heart. No, they are not. They are not for the weak. They, I think, take the most – I mean, you thought we had work, but the three-way type of work and communication and really like a solid foundation in – honesty and trust and communication and love and support like all of those things magnified i think that's what makes plus a successful poly relationship oh because we already heard. did the work <laughs> no no it's that there's open communication like oh, off yeah. the bat honesty like, you cannot lie about anything you have to be honest about feelings mm-hmm. yeah i've heard some crazy stories from people that are in troubles and yeah there's like calendaring there's like (laughs) full openness of who and when and what and why and it sounds crazy to me it it's possible people make it work i mean i think one of them has to be very very structured at least to Mm -hmm. be able to balance it all but that's it it's it's a balance and just because it's not our normal doesn't mean it's not normal but what i will say if you are planning on opening up your relationship You should, in your relationship in general, you should just have space, safe space to communicate how Mm -hmm. you feel. Um, You should have just space to communicate your thoughts and feelings, like, about the topic. So I'm thankful, like, we're at this stage in our relationship where, like, let's just talk about it. It Oh, for sure. We're not jumping into anything, but, like, let's let's talk about it. Where you have to be that secure to at least have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't even talk about it, definitely don't do it. Oh, hell no. Yeah, no. And it has to be, like, mutual on all parties. Everybody has to agree to be going down this journey, however it may turn. And you do have to acknowledge that you can run a risk of, you know, putting your relationship through things that you may not have been ready for. Or it can very much better it. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm not down for. I've worked way too hard for this relationship (laughs) to open any type of a conversation or Pandora box. I'm good. Have it come crumbling down. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, I will say I I love our growth, right? I love the, you know, the people that we we are now. And, you know, toxic eating still pops out every now and then. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Don't, Don't pretend to be perfect. But I will try to be as better and for me, uh, I I love this and I love you and I not I don't feel threatened by some random person walking up the street because if a random person walking up the street can take you, then I never had you to begin with. Word. So And now thinking about it, we actually do have a third. We do. Ernie. Oh stop. He's no. like our third. He is not. He's like our child. You're lying to yourself. No. I am not. <laughs> He's literally minus, like our child. Minus the the um a, intimacy. A third adds to the relationship. We're just taking care of I him in our right. relationship. I guess you're right. He's more like our child. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like a third is like holding their own weight. We are literally like, go take out the trash. Did you wash the dishes? Did you shower? Like <laughs> we're literally as moms. <laughs> but we love him so much. Speaking of moms. Ew. Um how do you feel about becoming a mom in, like, the next five months? Oh, my gosh. Becoming a mom. I am excited and terrified at the same time. Same. It's, like, that, like, happy throwing up, falling on the ground, rolling down the stairs, doing cartwheel. Like, there's just so many different emotions. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Happy throwing up crying, like all the things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's getting real and we have a doctor's appointment next month to kind of start the process and and all that stuff. Um, I'm like very nervous, very excited, but also very terrified as well. Um, I've been reading a lot about what to expect and there's just so much information. What to expect when you're expecting. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like there's too much information. Information overload for sure. Yes, everybody has different tips and different hacks and different things you should do. And, you know, um, I don't have like my family support. So yeah, I think it's scary um, because I don't have like, I can't just go to my mom and be like, hey, like, how was your pregnancy? Or like, yeah. you know, for advice, which kind of sucks. But I'm also very excited to kind of start that just start our family together and Aww. and add our third. <laughs> That's your third. <laughs> That's my third um, to the mix. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, now I'm thinking about it. Having a third would be really nice when having a baby. That's right? what I'm saying. To, like help tap in and like support and <laughs> tap tap in. It's like you got them. We're gonna nap and then like <laughs> yeah, change switch. Damn, now it's really starting to sound enticing. Now I get why people do it. Mm -hmm. Why people are in these like community relationships because y'all have more hands and more help. I mean, babe, that's the thing too. People are starting to just have kids with their best friends. <laughs> that's like a thing right now too. I mean, like it's a lot. I see it. I've heard it. Cheaper and it's a lot. Uh, it's like a better situation, you know, best friends. Yeah. Platonic best friends having babies together. But sometimes I just – I get worried about – I mean, my mind always goes to worst-case scenario. And yeah, like I hear you. Legalities and if what if somebody wants custody and it just makes it messy. And we learned a lot about that. And I think when we do more baby conversation podcasts, um, we can talk about the research that we've done and, you know, how scary it can kind of be getting a donor that you actually know. Not to say that that is something that should deter you because you're about it, your choice. But legally, we saw a lot of negative ramifications yeah. for getting a sperm donor from a friend. Yeah, we can dive into that at the next one. I mean, we had a friend that offered some sperm at one point. We almost took it. Yeah, because we on like, paper, he was perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you never know, to your point. Like, down the line, I mean, obviously, he would have signed a contract, but legally it doesn't really matter if he signs his rights away or not like if he wanted to become yeah. father quote unquote of the baby later like he could people change yeah and not only people change like we have changed and this person that we have been best friends with for years and never ever thought in a million years that we were not going to be friends we're not friends with anymore and oh you imagine God. if we had freaking... Can you imagine if we had a sperm? His sperm? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Like, we would be, we would be fucked, you know? Yeah, not, not to say like that, but, like, we had a fallout and mm -hmm. never saw that coming. But people change. Mm -hmm. And you have no control over other people. And we were, like, fighting for keeping this relationship alive, but there's a certain point where we have to let it go. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, craziness, right? But thank goodness, like, we went... California Cryo Bank, our sperm is locked, it's loaded, it is safe in the bank, and we don't have to worry about someone coming for our kid um, in 18 years or whatever. But yeah, we have a lot of sperm. <laughs> Thank goodness we are drowning in sperm. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Literally, which I was thinking, like, when, you know, once we have our 
our kids, I'm so down to donate our sperm because there's so many families that need it. Or also, um, Calvary and Cryobank does a buyback program. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we can just sell it back to them, which mm-hmm. is cool too. Not a lot of sperm banks have that, so that's that's a really cool option. Yeah, but I also think that he can only have so many confirmed pregnancies. Oh, so right. if we max them out, because Miss Thang over here has six embryos, hey. oh, what if all of a sudden you want all six? What up? <laughs> We're going to have a like, freaking soccer team. I don't know how many team players are on the soccer team. Mm. Uh, I need to get more into sports. <laughs> Just in case Arthur is into them, I got to be prepared. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so dumb. But I love you. I just want to come on this and say one more time, I love you. I feel secure in our relationship. I hope this goes to show y'all to be secure in your relationship. And if you have insecurities, talk about them. It's healthy. It's okay. Like, honestly, I really feel like Please take TikTok with a grain of salt and social media with a grain of salt. Like, don't be taking relationship advice from people who have not done the work and gone to therapy. Don't take relationship advice from people that are toxic on social media. (laughs) Like, please don't. Save your time. Go and spend money at a therapy session. Um, Pick up a book about healthy relationships, healthy habits. Attachment styles. Yep, attachment styles. Unlearning triggers and traumas. Like, do that instead. Yeah, that'll that'll save you in the long run. Uh, Back in season two, we used to pull cards from our intimacy deck. Yes, we did. I feel like we should bring that back. Okay, let's go. So um, I got a card deck here. This is a different card deck. This one's new, actually. So um, do you want to do the honors? Sure, sure, sure. Go get it. Okay, I'm going to eat this chocolate. (gasps) You just dropped the cards. Hold on. Oh my god, it's not gonna work, but this is really funny. Oh no. It says dance my personality, but no one's gonna see it. Damn it. This is a really good card. I need to put this (laughs) on YouTube. I will do that. That's my next thing. That's so funny. Okay. I already know what dance move I would do. Oh man. (laughs) Okay, I got one. Describe the time you felt most closely connected to nature. To nature. Mm-hmm. Scratch that. It's kind of boring. Let's try this again. Yeah. Okay, third time's a charm. <laughs> what do you think is my favorite part of my body and why? I was laughing because I'm like, clearly I'm like not an outdoorsy girl. I know. That's okay. why I skipped it. <laughs> um, uh, when you threw me into camping, I guess mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice. I felt connected to it because I had no other choice. <laughs> um, but I do. I love nature. I love a hike. I love a good hike. I'm a girly hike. That's sorry. as far as it goes. Yes, I appreciate a great hike. I can hike forever. You don't um, like camping, and I think this year I kind of want to go camping for my true. birthday. I disagree. Different opinions. I don't like feeling hot or Which cold. happens when you're out <laughs> camping in a tent in the outdoors. There's no nest in nature where I can just turn the thermometer and be like, let's keep it at nice 72. Yeah, no. Um, but and now that I've done my first one, I can be a little bit better prepared. Um, but I do love camping. We should go. Any other campers out there? Y'all want to join us? Okay. I just want to put on, on the record, she said she was down to go. I so fast forward to March. We will see how this goes. <laughs> Question. What do you think is my favorite part of my body and why? Ooh, uh. One of the things I feel like you love about your body is, um, honestly, your tattoos. I think that you really are fond of um, the tattoo on your hip. Mm-hmm. And um, 
like how well you curated uh, the tattoo of like Los Angeles on your arm and um, how like the feeling you get when somebody is so mad impressed by your tattoos. And I know that's like on your body. It's not your body part, but I do feel like that is something that you really love about yourself and um, you wear proudly. Aww. And I would say um, your face. I would say you really love my whole face. Like your your cheekbone structure. I feel like when your cheeks are cheeking, they're your favorite. Um, uh, your hair. You care a lot about your hair. Like if you're hair is too short or if it's not doing its thing you care the most about it i don't feel like i hear you talk about your body as much as i hear you talk about your hair that's so true that was a trick question yeah no totally did i answer it correct yes that was correct i love my tattoos Mm -hmm. and lately i've been feeling like i'm not um like i don't showcase them enough and i kind of forget yeah i know i like sweaters and like long sleeves but honestly, I need to start showcasing more because there are times where I get out of the shower and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, that looks badass. Like, it is. Your sleeves are pretty dope. And anyways, I just feel like a lot of people don't really get to enjoy them or see them as much. I mean, I do. Well, yeah. <laughs> bom, chica, bom, bom. Um, and I think you're right about the cheeks. I really like my cheeks, but I also like my jawbone. Like, mm, my jaw structure, yes. I'm all about it. So she yeah. had, like, a good angle. You got I'm a like, good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jawline. Damn it, I missed one. But no, I almost got it. I almost you're got solid. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Your turn. Okay, my turn. Okay, right, let me try this. Okay. What's the most courageous thing you've seen someone do? Is that a good question? What's the most courageous thing mm-hmm. you've seen someone do? Um... When you defended me from that crazy homeless lady in the subway in New York where she was trying to fight me, and then you stood up and you protected me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. You really thought I was courageous? That's courageous. Damn, I didn't think twice. You know what was going through my mind? Was that people are going to pull out their cameras. Yeah, literally. I had the – and we just came from, like, picking our wedding dress in New York (laughs) and so we were on this high and I was dressed so cute because I wore this like gorgeous revolve top but my boobs were like out I was like I'm gonna fucking square up with this girl and she's gonna just like literally just take one pull to my shirt and it's all gonna come off all titties I did not wear pasties (laughs) but fuck it it's worth it like you cannot (laughs) come for me do not even look in my wife's direction or I'm gonna fuck you up like it's my mind was already there. I was like, my tits are going to be on the internet. I'm going to be that girl that was just like, topless girl, squirt, topless TikTokers. I would be the topless TikToker on the subway. And that would be like my whole 15 minutes of fame. And then there we are. That whole thing read through my mind. Um, Very courageous, baby. But there was no way I was going to back down from that from you. Yeah, she was so rude. Yeah, she was being rude. For context, there was some girl on the subway who – I think I think she was on something. I don't think that she yeah, was. Yeah, I think she was dr- drunk out a little bit, and um, she just for whatever reason just started picking on she, me. She wanted to pick a fight with Jay. Didn't want to. Didn't want to come for me. Well, I don't think all. she realized we were together until she like stood up and like literally mm-hmm. got in my face, and then before I could even stand up to talk, like mm-hmm. to get on her, Eden was already like, was like, in, like back up. Yeah, <laughs> <got> literally, <laughs> like wrestler style. Um, Luckily, it didn't get physical, and she ended up leaving. She got off the train. She got off the train. Um, But, yeah, it was very courageous. I was like, yeah, there's no way. My wife is just going to jump in here if anybody (laughs) tries something. So that was very cute. 
and kind of hot. I oh. think that night I definitely put it down. I may not have tattoos, but I can still I can still go. Very sexy. <laughs> um. Oh, so yeah, we didn't need to answer one. One and one. Good job. Well, thanks. Welcome babe. back. Welcome back. That was a really nice coming back. Coming back to 2024. Hey. Hey. I'm so excited for what this year is going to bring, what it's going to look like. And I'm excited for this podcast being available every Sunday. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. No matter what. Rain or shine, because it is raining in LA right now. <laughs> we will be there and you will be able to hear our voices in don't forget to submit your questions every Thursday on our Instagram story for Let's Talk Thursdays. The biggest and juiciest ones that we are not able to fit into 60 seconds will be sure to bring to the podcast. And in that note, thank you all for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.